This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. Hey, this is Bob Camp, co-creator of The Renaissance Show, and you're listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. It's time. Talk time. Let's go. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Live. Started in the 80s with Matt Cross. Dudes in the hood might have called that soft, but I carried that cross like Jesus did. Fast forward, I teach the kids to learn how to let go, live life, and show love to all things that don't matter where y'all from and luckily there's a show called talk time we've been waiting for this for a long time Dax kicks the facts on all the geek news special guests and unbiased reviews suburban kids the hipster street dudes all can learn something new me too i heard worse when no faith is empty i stayed the course though my haters tempt me beep the podcast that'll make them envy it ain't too trendy it's acmg anime comics movies and games come on and let's get it talk time anime comics movies and games that come on and let's get it talk time anime comics movies and games that come on and let's get it talk time anime comics movies and games that come on and let's get it talk time gentlemen welcome back to the journal of my life that covers all things anime comics movies and games this is acmg presents talk time live the prime show i am your host xavier josiah we got another fun show for you this week with our talk topic being my thoughts and review of legion of superheroes the latest dc animated film and uh actually one that i totally didn't realize it was out and not only is it out it's probably the cheapest in terms of price point that you can pay for it was only like 10 bucks i can't like normally they're like double that and for some reason this was a soft released and on top of that it was only 10 bucks so i jumped on and checked it out because i love i've been i mean i love virtually every dc animated movie that has come out with the exception of maybe injustice to that extent but everything else has just been you know it's just been awesome so is this does this you know follow the ranks of the rest of the ones that i love we'll talk about that in our last segment but before we get started i want to give a big thanks to sam valley of hyperfocus games once again for stopping by to talk about his upcoming game ultra pro wrestling coming in 2024 uh you know we thought that aew games was going to be the only ones to come out with a aki engine inspired game and that is absolutely not true. These guys are looking to give us that same experience as well. And if you've ever been a fan of any of the old Nintendo 64 wrestling games of the past, um, you definitely want to check out this interview I had with Sam, uh, all the way coming all the way from Scotland. And we had a great conversation about the project that he's him and his team is working on. And man, I you know, if you've seen the trailer to this there's a lot to look forward to like i am chomping at the bits to get my hands on this game because 
it reflects on a lot of nostalgia from the past and it with a little bit more polish to it and uh we talk about that if you go on to talktimelive.com you can check out the audio interview but i highly recommend you go out of your way to um to check out the video interview because you get to see the game in action or at least the development of the game in action we got clips and everything that you can see what this is and if you've been a fan of the aki engine experience like i have or in particular games like uh wwe no mercy back in the day um wrestlemania 2000 but even more virtual pro wrestling in japan the if you buy imports like i did then you have a reason to be excited about this game because they're looking to pay homage to all of that and if you even look at the intro of the action which we do talk about on the interview if you look at the intro it it, it absolutely mimics virtual pro wrestling to it every way even to the animation it is insane and then you see the gameplay you know uh footage as well it's oh man i am excited so i'm hoping aew fight forever actually finally arrives but man we got another contender and it's supposed to be available on all major platforms including in the nintendo switch as well so we'll see how this goes but for now thank you sam for stopping by to talk about that I, it was a great time talking with you and i, I just love being able to not only you know interview people from these different industries of my favorite fandoms but just talking to people from around the world is just awesome you know he's from scotland he's the first guy from scotland i've ever you know got a chance to interview um speaking of people who lived in paris and uk and you know uh hong kong and it, you know in japan it's you know it's just an awesome experience this show has given me so much enjoyment but also continues to make me a forever student. And I hope that you listening to this show will help make you a forever student, especially for those who want to know more about what these guys do in hopes that you could do the same to the people who try to act like they know what the hell they're talking about. And they and have my guests give you the real rundown of what goes on. So we try to implement all, all of that into these shows. And I'm just happy and honored to get a chance to experience and learn from all these guys because I love learning. I love researching. I love doing my homework and I love doing, um, you know, getting into what I love on a deeper level. You know, I'm a ga I'm a gamer, but I want to see how these guys do it when the hood is up. Um, you know, animators, you know, we got them. We got, you know, actors. We got them. <laughs> music, uh, music producers. We got them. You know, there's literally like 40 videos um it is funny too like i said when i when i spoke with molly flanagan and uh, in the last interview i was like i always wanted to do video interviews and just transition my audio interviews into videos i didn't know how to what end i was going to be able to do i now have 40 video interviews that you can watch on talktimelive.com and that's not even accounting the audio interviews that i had prior to that so i got so many interviews that I've had with people some multiple times um, that is a return to the show. But for the most part, I've had some really awesome interviews with some of the best in all things, anime, comics, movies, and games. I mean, what can you say? I, I, you know, I'm very blessed. I'm very honored because on a real, like I sometimes question how, you know, question how good I have become or I am. 
but also I get reminded that, you know, these people immediately, you know, agree to come on the show or agree to, you know, help me out or look out for me in some way and, and do some really cool things. And that kind of is a testament to the amount of work that I put into this show. And for that, I am very grateful and honored to any, that anybody comes on the show that thinks that, you know, I bring quality to them and quality to, you know, the, the industry that they are, you know, you know, bring, and, you know, I pay homage to that in, in deeply. So thank you to everybody for that. But we got some things to talk about in our next segment. We mostly video games news because I didn't have an actual regular traditional select start podcast this week. So let's not waste any time. Let's find out what's new in the world of ACMG. And now it's time to find out what's new in the world of ACMG. All right, so we're going to start off with some video game news. We got a lot of video game news, actually, uh, following up from what we didn't get uh, a chance to do because we didn't have a select start podcast this week and we had the Talk Time Live Extra podcast this week. So I'm going to roll over some of the video game news here because this is the Prime Show and far be it for me to say that we don't do uh, video game news here. We just have a dedicated podcast for that but we still can talk about it here so let's start by talking about the latest ps state uh state of play the playstation state of play i should say and i want to get my thoughts on it because it was totally dedicated to final fantasy 16 which is coming up in june and man am i excited about this this was i've already pre-ordered the game i have it set and ready to play well it's not downloaded yet but you know it's a lock so I'm ready to play this game at any time. Um, and this game, this game right here, because it's Square Enix will be, I, I will call this game an example, a an example of what other game companies need to do in terms of giving us what we want, because this game looks to be giving us everything that we want in an action game, in a video game period. First of all, Square Enix, when they develop a Final Fantasy game, it's never rushed. And we talked about this before. It, it, They never rush it. When it comes out, it's going to come out and it's going to come out awesome. I've named one bad Final Fantasy game. All right, I can name one bad Final Fantasy game, actually, way back. It was a spinoff game, but that's here or there. Um, it wasn't, but here's the thing. That game, and I forgot the name of the game. It was based on a Final Fantasy VII character uh vincent valentine I, I could be butchered butchering that name right but i think vincent was the main character that i don't think it was bad in terms of being rushed or any glitches or bugs or anything i think it was bad based on the fact that there wasn't enough action in the game but the game was stable and solid on on in in that term but i've not ever played a final fantasy game that was not solid or stable it was beyond stable. It was on point. You'll have no issues from start to finish. I've never had that issue. When Final Fantasy 15 came out, it's, I think it took a decade for them to make because not only was it a game changer of a, uh, of a game for the Final Fantasy series, it also, because it was like the first open world game. They wanted to make sure that it was great because 
this game was going to follow a lot of other games that was going to play in that fashion as well. Uh, Final Fantasy 16 looks to be in that same fashion too. And they wanted to make sure that it was right. So they they don't budge. They'll You'll know that it's coming out, but they won't let you, they will not bring this game out until it is done. Same with the other games that they developed like Kingdom Hearts. Like I think the, like I said, the only problem with Kingdom Hearts was that they overly advertised this game when it wasn't coming out and people are excited for it to come out. Like learn your, and they learned their lesson system. They don't talk about games that aren't coming out until they're coming out or is leave even close to going gold and final fantasy 16, which is scheduled to come out late June. looks awesome. I expect this game. I, you know, I talked about, uh, legend of Zelda tears of a mountain of the mountain and we're going to talk about that because there was a trailer that came out for that too but we talked about how that's going to be the game of the year instantly this is going to be tough because i think final fantasy 16 is going to step in and after seeing what this can do oh my goodness this thing's just looks fantastic so we'll see um playstation got some got some legs to stand on this year against um breath of the wild because last year or the last time when breath of the wild came out they were competing everybody was comparing it and competing it with um horizon for horizon uh zero dawn which was absolutely a great game but and they were there were some similarities between the two but after playing both of them you know that horizon zero dawn had had quite a few limitations in terms of open world and free roaming whereas uh zelda breath of the wild was it did not have limits on top of that when you're in a colder or warmer climate your whole entire situation changes and it, it reflects on what you're wearing and stuff like that because you will have health issues if you're not properly dressed and he played on the little things the little bits of details that made that game so special I expect no different from this one, but again, Final Fantasy VII looks like to be like it, it won't. They won't let Nintendo get it easy. <laughs> yeah, I, I can tell you that. So let's talk about what we saw. Some of the things that we saw here. The gameplay. Uh, they said it will be very action oriented. No more turn based for this game, and that immediately got me excited right there. No offense to the, you know, turn based you know fan base out there. And I'm not going to say I don't like turn-based completely. There are some games that I do like turn-based when it's done properly and, and done uh, right to be very engaging. You know, there's only a few game, a few turn-based games that I really play. Fairy Tale uh, is one of them. It was a really fun, uh, you know, fast-paced turn-based game, and Super Mario All Stars because they had a not only where does it turn based, but they had a way for you to defend yourself and not just stand there. And oddly enough, that was developed. That was also uh, co-developed by Square Enix too. That was the weird part about that. It's like they never implemented that feature to other games. Like, why are we just standing there waiting to be hit? That's not real to me. Like, if you're going to stand there and get hit, at least try to find a way to defend yourself. Mario, Super Mario All-Stars did that. And I enjoyed that game immensely. And actually, I can... Enjoy it again. It's on the uh, place. It's on Nintendo's online uh, library right now, too. But adding the addition to QTE options, allowing you to deflect attacks easier 
as well as other battle options to test your skills is cool. Again, one of the best things I like about video games are the games that allow you to choose how you want to play, not force you or force feed you to play their way. This is why I have not played Wulong <laughs> or Wolong in quite in quite some time. You know, I played it. It's beautiful. It's not for me. Um, Game Informer calls it a must play. I agree to an extent. It's a must play for those who like that type of Souls style challenging gameplay. If you just want to play it just for the story, that is not a must play. <laughs> that is not a must play for everybody. I, I, I disagree with that at all wholeheartedly. Um, but this, if you want to just enjoy the story, they got you. If you just want to, if you want to challenge yourself, they got you. You enjoy it your way, but they want you to, this is how you know when they want you to enjoy a good story because they, you, 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 you spend years developing these story modes, get these actors to perform their hearts out on these, any, in, the, in these, uh, games. And you make the game so hard that you can't even enjoy the game because you're focusing on just the challenge of the game. Why even do a story mode too? If that's all you want us to focus on is the gameplay aspect of it, because we're spending more hours on the gameplay than we are to, you know, get through the story and, and, and bond with the actual characters and get connected with the character development. We can't because there's too much, you know, difficulty getting through these modes. Again, Woe Long, I, I, I love the look of the game. I love the gameplay. I just can't get, I can barely get past things and it gets frustrating after a while. So, you know, how about let us experience the story. Let us get used to the gameplay. Once we get used to the gameplay, then we'll decide on our own to switch to a more challenging mode because we want to challenge ourselves. Sometimes we don't. Sometimes we just want to relax and enjoy the ride. And not everybody does that. And it still kills me to this day why they don't, you know, but Square Enix, once again, they are doing it. They've been doing it for all of their recent 3D, uh, their 3D uh, role-playing games, you know, dating back to 15, you know, and I enjoyed every bit of the experience because of it. Uh, as always, they, you know, they, Square Enix does it right. They really want your fans to experience their games, their gameplay. You know, another thing too, they're going to show Crystal Dynamics and well, I don't, I guess they formerly Crystal Dynamics or the team behind Crystal Dynamics and the people behind Edo's Montreal, how to put a game together without having to do all that crap, you know? And I know Square Enix was the publisher. I don't know to what end I, I would have to make calls. I would have to reach out to people to really know how that worked in terms of who made the decision to make to make Marvel Avengers a live action, a live service game in a way that, you know, they were doing what they did with it, but they're going to show exactly this game's going to make probably way more money than Marvel Avengers, way more money than Guardians of the Galaxy, because they're giving it to us the way that we want to. They're not trying to ball us around with anything. Yes. Square Enix was the publishers of Marvel Avengers and, 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 and um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy was a much better game in a sense um, when it first came out 
way better than Marvel Avengers or whatever. Like Marvel Avengers now is what Guardians of the Galaxy was in day one, but it took Marvel Avengers like three years to get to, to get to become a, a solid, stable, good game. And now that they're now that they're defunct, but Final Fantasy 16. And by the way, also Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth is coming out this year, too. So stay tuned for that. So all these quality games that are coming out that are going to by absolutely sell amazingly. It's going to be great. It's going to be fantastic, you know, and here's the kicker. This was the biggest kicker that took me that blew me away for the first time ever. You will be able to play in battle as one of the legendary summoned monsters in an epic battle. Kind of reminded me of Ultra Ninja Storm, if you will. Um, or even Bayonetta to that extent. It it, it it had that deal. And if you and if it did, you know, it, it I mean the gameplay looks to be taking some shades from uh God of War and Devil May Cry. And if you know, if it does look familiar, probably because somebody familiar is behind it the game's combat was put together by devil may cry 5's combat designer ryota suzuki and if you loved devil may cry 5 which i did and i still do i'm excited about this i am extremely excited about what's about to come this game because um final fantasy 16 looks like it's going to be another game changing experience for the franchise itself the main character will be played through a few eras so the main character who i forgot the name of at this time don't worry i'll be reviewing this when it comes out so i'll get that name when it comes out but you play as the main character who will be playing through different eras of his life so i think you're going to be going through his young teenage to young adult age to full adult age at this point and um it's man it is looking like it's going to be insanely crazy there's going to be so many things that you're going to be able to do in terms of building your combat building uh, with your skill tree um development um your powers up your power-ups and everything and oh this this game i i can at the same time we still got street fighter 6 that is coming out in the beginning of the month followed by that game so i am going to be well i am booked up to the wazoo with, with epic games coming out this year so and we will be reviewing them all folks so stay tuned for that but in, in terms of uh playstation state of play presentations this was a this was a gold this was a a goal you know i don't i you said because i don't want to compare it to other state of play presentations or, or showcases that they do because this was only focused on one game whereas the other ones are focused on a multitude of different games that are coming out or scheduled to release and you know this was a one deal like as a one game and it was like a, go out of your way check it out it's on youtube whatever it's like a half hour it is just you you're, if you're a final fantasy fan you're going to be extremely excited what i was also hurt what i also heard or read is that this will be at the time a playstation exclusive which means that it will not be on the xbox and also from what i was for what i was reading i you know glimpse that recently there's an article i believe out there talking about why xbox may not be ready for the for the uh, for the impact that is final fantasy 16 in terms of them being able to process the power that this 
has and that's kind of interesting is i mean are they saying that xbox is not as powerful as playstation at this point to be able to handle such a game like final fantasy 16. that's it's very interesting I, I gotta find out where that article is but it is what it is for some reason it's not coming out at least let me check i'm pretty sure final fantasy 16 i could be wrong i'm gonna look this up right now Yep, it's only coming on a uh, PlayStation 5. It will not be on an Xbox. Um, at least not right now. And I think it, it's... I think if I remember the article, right, it said it's going to be a long time before the Xbox will be able to uh, get this game because of the things that, you know, you'll be able to do in here. It just... It's it's too huge. That's kind of saying a lot because the Xbox is supposed to be... Um, it's supposed to be a bigger... You know, just as a powerful system, not coming out for Xbox. Not be on Xbox consoles. Yeah, here it is. It was an IGN article right here. Final Fantasy 16 probably getting on a PC version, but not for a long time, which also can stay for the Xbox as well. Uh, I don't know if it's for exclusivity rights, but um, let's see. Wario64 on Twitter actually posted here. Uh, Naoki Yoshida says Final Fantasy 16 PC, which can also equate to the Xbox too. Um, versions will not be ready for six months after the PS5 release. PS5 version has a six month time exclusive. Okay, so it looks like it will be out eventually, but didn't they say the same thing for Final Fantasy VII Remake and it took forever for that to come out? And is it still out for the, is it even still, has it even gotten on the uh, the Xbox at this point? Let me see, cause I don't know. Has it gotten on a PlayStation? Yeah, it's gotten on PC at this point but not xbox xbox still has no rights to it so it looks like it's only going to be on pc or steam for that matter um for that case so ah that sucks because this is one of the things that xbox is missing out on i i you know I, i'm not particularly a fan of xbox anymore i like i said i used to own a 360 i never really played it just collect dust and mostly because not because they don't have any great games the controller I wasn't too much of a fan of in a, in a sense, but also more or less the games, you know, the game genres that they focus on is I'm not a fan of. So, and apparently, you know, quite a few people, a majority of people are usually not a fan of the games that they, it, it, it's a niche, it's a niche type of, you know, group of people that will play Xbox game. And it's a significant amount, but still a cult core of people who like really get into the, first person shooters and you know stuff of that nature and all the stuff and and playstation goes you know has a different way they got their first person shooters but they also more action platform based you know for the most part and they get a lot of really awesome uh, exclusivities out there i mean like just some really awesome game experiences too so yeah xbox has game pass which that's everybody that's every xbox gamers go to 
to prove that they have some quality or they're better than PlayStation. At least they think they are. But you can only do so much with Game Pass at the end of the day. Like you can talk Game Pass all day, but when God of War comes out, <laughs> that's all people talk about. When Horizon Forbidden, you know, West comes out, everybody talks about that. When you know a lot of other really awesome games come out, everybody talks about you know what's on PlayStation. It just it is what it is. I mean, it's it's not a knock on Xbox. Because Xbox is a quality system. It's just not for everybody. That's just what people have to deal with. Nintendo and PlayStation are more acquired by the mass, uh, you know, gaming community than Xbox is. It just is. So it is what it is. But man, I am looking forward to playing this game when it comes out. And it is, it looks absolutely freaking amazing. And once again, it'll just prove that Square Enix is out to prove that you know, this is how you bring out a quality game. This is how you do it. And this is how you treat your fan base. You know, again, yes, they published, they helped publish Marvel Avengers and help publish Guardians of the Galaxy. And yes, they, they experiment on it. They figured this is not the way we need to go. And I hope that they never do this live service crap again, or even agree to work with anybody to do any live service crap again. I just, I hope not. And speaking of live service, let's talk about Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League as Rocksteady Studios just announced a release date for it, a, the new release date. If you guys recall, they actually postponed it due to outcry of fans, you know, not, uh, not happy about what this game is going to do. So the developers behind the legendary Arkham series announced on social media that they will be extending their release date to assure that they provide the game that fans will be truly favorable for and enjoy. They posted an image with a message saying the following Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League will now launch on February 2nd, 2024. We have made the tough but necessary decision to take the time needed to focus to work on getting the game to be the best quality experience for players. Thank you for our amazing community for the continued support, patience and understanding. There is much more to share in the months ahead and we will look forward to seeing you in Metropolis next year. Okay, just recently, Crystal Dynamics ended their live service development of Marvel Avengers after a lack of support from the gaming community. Consequently, the company provided over $3,000 in DLC as a way of thanking, or my, in my belief, a way of apologizing to the gaming community that really invested already a lot into that game. And they didn't get what they want because of the follow-ups of glitches, bugs, and constant, you know, everything, you know, if you want to really get a rundown of what that was, go check out my special, uh, talking about getting into detail of everything that happened with Marvel Studios and Crystal Dy I mean, not Marvel Studios, Marvel Avengers and Crystal Dynamics, you know, they're going just chronologically going back to 2017 when they first announced it onto there. And, you know, my thoughts on why this game bombed when it shouldn't have bombed. Like, I, again, I'm playing the game now, I spent over 200 hours in that game. I'm playing it way more now than I ever did because they provided that much content in there and they finally made it stable and enjoyable to play, especially because we we're able to replay the 
the story mode, the story campaigns again, which are, which is absolutely the best part of the game. They came out with that game, with the game I'm playing now, that was out in 2020. We would have had a whole different conversation without the live service aspect of it. We would have had a whole different conversation about the game, but perhaps Rocksteady will look at that and learn from, just learn from it, especially after an outcry of fans voicing their anger to the company, Rocksteady that is, after learning that they that the single player campaign will also need internet connection, which is beyond BS. Like, I can't play the, look, this is partly the reason why I don't play um, Overwatch. And I'm not playing that game until at least they come out with their own story campaign because I don't like to do the multiplayer thing all the time. And there needs to be more substance to it. Added to that, I hate the idea that I can only play online when I'm at a place with this internet. I think that is such BS. Why can't I play this game offline? Or why, they, why can't they have an online function to, you know, they want people to really stay on the game why not make the game accessible offline so people can enjoy the game offline if you're on a road trip and I, i'm playing a game on a nintendo switch and you're on a road i want to be able to play it i want to be able to enjoy this game especially if the game is that damn good so they're constantly wanting to keep people online it, it always bothered me and this is no different i'm not the only one apparently that it, that is bothering a lot of other people were bothered and it was enough people to have Rocksteady pull back on this game. Hopefully, if it's going to take till 2024, it looks like they may be taking the live service aspect out of this game. Because the idea when you watch the state of play presentation, which this is all stemming back from, and this is where the backlash came from. When you watch the game, they when they explain that you got to be well, they didn't explain it. Somebody found out on the FAQs of the website of their official website that um, we can only play the game online. But when you look at the game, a lot of it reeks of the same experience that we had with Marvel Avengers. And I'm I'm personally myself looking at this like, didn't you guys already learn your lesson from what they were doing? They're trying to do the same thing that Marvel Avengers does and make us pay all this money to play this game and to stay on this game. We don't want that. People have voiced their pay. We do not want this live service thing. I do not want to spend multi, like over, like I said, Marvel Avengers was way over $3,000 of content that they wanted you to buy from playing this game. I don't want to do that. I don't want to spend over $3,000 on one game. When you do the math like I did, like when it's like somebody did a while back on a, and, and put out a, uh, put it out on, on social media, like making people wear this, like you're spending so much money on one game is ridiculous. I had a conversation with a guy on a, on a Facebook group just recently. And this is how idiotic the situation was because he got pissed that everybody turned on crystal dynamics for you know, there's always somebody. There's always going to be a vocal minority of people who are going to be butthurt about the experience and the fact that, you know, the development of this game is the good is ended. It's now going to be defunct in September. But he kind of vented his anger on the people, the fan base, the consumer base, if you will, for not supporting this game. 
like no i do not want to support a game that's trying to make us pay three thousand dollars over three thousand dollars in content and stick with this game especially the game when it wasn't working to our advantage and working to our abilities of enjoyment so he got mad and talked about it online because i called it a cash grab and yes marvel avengers is a cash grab <laughs> the way that they structured their strat their um their strategy for this game in a way to make it that try to make us pay for it all that content it's a cash grab rather than just focus i i suggested like why don't they just make expansion packs and have us pay for that and i'm pretty sure people will be more open to pay for expansion packs with story elements that's like marvel midnight suns they got expansion packs because they have extra stories attached to them they charge like 15 bucks for each of them or uh, one big fee one cheaper fee if you get it all at once i actually think that that's a good deal because when you're getting that you're getting a whole entire deep story mode and i've gotten like the venom and the deadpool one so far and i'm not getting any other ones until they come out for the nintendo switch um but i've played both of those and was immensely surprised and actually happy that they're not just giving you just cosmetic you know content or whatever like that they're actually giving you an entire new story like that that plays for like maybe like an hour or two of storytelling that adds onto the storytelling experience that you already have i think that's awesome and i wish marvel avengers i wish crystal dynamics would have done that with marvel avengers they did not they wanted to try to juice you for everything you got and not in you know focus and they really tried to pride they they pride it on the naivete of their consumer base not looking into it and not doing the numbers not doing the math which because unfortunately a lot of us don't and it just didn't work and it looks like uh you know rocksteady was trying to do that same practice only people weren't trying to have it and then on top of that when marvel avengers ended and provided us with that with over $3,000 worth of content, it kind of exposed. It, it really kind of exposed the whole entire process because we're seeing like when you play Marvel Avengers now and you got all that, all those like skins and all those costumes and cosmetic skins that you got and the takedowns and all the stuff, you're looking at all that and you're like, if you're smart enough to realize and you look at it and you're thinking like, oh my God, they were charging like $5.99 per skin for that. You know how much I would have had to pay if I would have gotten all that? If you just look at every single, like each character had a bunch of, like, come on. And you look at the uh, presentation on at the state of play with Kill the Justice League. And it's the same format. It is the exact same format. They were going to do the exact same thing and see if we got it. And look, look, looks like we weren't having it now they're pushing back the game until which was supposed to come out soon at first um but they're extending the game to 2024 that means they're doing an overhaul they're doing a massive overhaul of changes in the game and hopefully one of them is not doing this 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 live service practice and hopefully it's mean that they are absolutely going to do us justice no pun intended and Give us the game experience that we want especially coming from the company that gave us the legendary arkham 
Batman Arkham series. We love that series. They got paid majorly for their series. They got notoriety for their series. Do not. It, it should be it should be morality over money. And in this case, art and integrity over money. When you do stuff like that, when companies do stuff like that, it takes away the art and, and integrity, the artistic integrity, I should say, of the gaming industry, because they don't think of what they do as art anymore. They just think it's just a product that they're just pushing. And yes, you are, you want to make money off of your, off the, the product that you're pushing, but there's a certain level of respect and quality that should go along with this and not just be treated like a, a piece of meat in this case. This is what, you know, Gene Siskel, or no, it, was, it wasn't Gene Siskel, it was Roger Ebert, the legendary critics from back in the day. A lot of these kids don't know who the hell these Siskel and Ebert was, but Roger Ebert, before he died, wrote an article about how video games weren't art. I hated that article. I could not stand that article because he was totally wrong about that. He, a, a guy of his caliber, he, he became outdated in his mind of the idea that video games cannot be compared to that of Hollywood production. And we're seeing it now. We're seeing not only seeing these games have the same Hollywood production value, as the movies that we watch, but they're also acquiring the actors from those movies. We've seen Angela Bassett. We've seen other people. Um, I can name a ton of other actors that some of them Oscar winning that have lent their voices and their bodies if in for motion capture onto these games. And for you to say that it's not art, that's ridiculous. And you would expect better from somebody of that nature. But, you know, this is a guy who, you know, he really clung to his generation and his genre and he didn't want to see change. And for that matter, he, you know, every first of all, everything is art. Everything you do is art. As an artist myself, I can tell you. And from my experience and my knowledge and my education and my philosophy, I can tell you this. My depiction, my definition of art means way. And it's all that means, and it's just the way you do things. That is what art plainly is in a nutshell. It is the way you do something and how you master doing it. And you do it in a way that is significant and eye-catching. It could be anything. The art of, fill the blank there. The art of, it's just the art. When you do it so well, it has become an art. Video games is an art in a nutshell. And I've had this discussion. I've wrote a paper about this in college, comparing art history to that of video game history. It is similar. The, the, the history of its of both evolution is very similar, dating back to the Paleolithic era or caveman era, for those who don't know what the hell that is, to now. The evolution of both of them are exactly the same. So I hope I, I, you know, hopefully we will see these game companies treat these games more like art rather than just a means of profit because there are too many people that have worked their asses off in terms of the developers, the engineers, the actors, everything that is their craft. That is their art. So to have these companies just treat it like it's just a number that gets them more numbers to me, it's just full of crap. 
And this is why we have indie, indie game developers now, because these, if you, again, if you check out all of the indie developers that I've spoken with that I have had on this show, a lot of these guys leave these companies to create their own stuff, not to make, not just to make money or possibly to make money, but to create artistically create something that they feel that is meaningful, something that we love. That is not just about profit. That is just something that we're truly going to enjoy. They understand the art side of the actual industry. The profit side will come when it comes, when it comes, if it comes, it comes. But there's a full enjoyment side of it too. There's an artistic enjoyment of it too. And I think we need to respect that aspect as well. It can't be just totally about profit. It can't. And there needs to be a level of, you know, respect that goes with the gaming industry too. So let's hope. Let's hope that, let's see what happens in 2024 when this game comes out. Let's see what happens a month or a couple months from now when we see what they're doing, when they let us know what they're doing. Hopefully this will be an offline experience. There will be no live service and it'll be the true successor or, you know, spinoff to the Arkham series that we all waiting for. Cause we've been wanting Rocksteady to, Studios to create something new for quite some time. They finally are, but not in the way that we want them to. So especially here's the last thing that I want to say about this before we move on to our last uh, deal. If you really truly want to honor Kevin Conroy's last performance, really got to do it justice and that is pun intended don't let this game die out before it even comes out when you got the last performance of one of the greatest actors to ever play batman let's not do that so all right last thing i want to talk about is my thoughts on the marvels trailer we finally got a chance to see it it premiered this week and i gotta say i'm personally excited about this it looks awesome. It looks like it's going to be very entertaining. And uh, I, 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 man, the Marvels, the Marvels is just, it, it, you know, it's pertaining to three of my favorite characters that I've uh, loved in the Marvel Cinematic Universe so far. And I am looking forward to it. So let's talk about what happened in this trailer, especially I think the, the standout of the trailer is Iman Vellani who will be returning as Kamala Khan. I think everybody's been waiting for her to come back as Kamala Khan here. And it starts off where we see Nick Fury and Monica Rambeau in the space station. And, uh, as Monica is checking on the field, she's out in space, few, you know, a few feet away or multiple feet away from Nick Fury investigating this energy field that she uh, sees. And all of a sudden she touches it and upon touching it, resulted in her switching places with Kamala and Carol. So there's something about their energies that are bonding them together, but is also imbalancing their powers. We also see Carol in Kamala's room, which is what we saw in the scene last in the end credit scene from Miss Marvel, which was a prelude to this movie, as we now know. Uh, in another scene, Nick Fury and Monica Rambeau visits Kamala's uh, house uh, at the time in Jersey city, Kamala comes out and says, have I been chosen? Because if in the first scene, when Monica switches with Kamala, she sees, she ends up screaming and like in total fright because she's all of a sudden in space. And then she 
you know, bumps into the window of the space station where Nick Fury's at. And she recognizes uh, Nick Fury instantly. And she says, she asks if this is an Avengers test. She's going to be the best in this. I, I, I really think she's going to just blow this. She's going to knock this uh, movie out in terms of, again, this, I believe this is now her second role in the film. Remember when she did Miss Marvel, that was her first acting role ever. This is now her second and replay, you know, reprising the role of Kamala Khan, which she did very well. It, surprisingly, this was Miss Marvel was one of the movies that I didn't hear anybody, any of the vocal minority of haters try to deny or, or sabotage. I'm pretty sure this one is going to get sabotaged or, 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 or critic bombed, if you will. I don't the proper term for it but there are people who are you know maliciously go out and try to throw shade on a movie based on a female or a person of color before it even comes out it is ridiculous all right i don't want to get into that but i'm going to focus on the positive of this i'm i'm pretty sure it's this one is not going to be uh no different but it is what it is as they explain, so Nick, Nick and Monica explains that, um, you know, what's happening to her and Monica and Kamala, um, Kamala tries to demonstrate her powers only to be switched again by Captain Marvel, Carol Denvers herself. While Carol is in Kamala's house, she, Kamala is in space with Goose as the alien cat devours his enemies, freaking out Kamala at the end. And again, Kamala's reaction is priceless it is she's like legit freaked out it is hilarious the three work together to uh figure out what is going on and whatever or whoever is causing it so and what i love about this um this trailer and all marvel trailers is the use of certain music and this one was no different they used the classic beastie boys hit intergalactic planetary is one of my favorites and uh this movie's coming out november 10th and i can't wait it looks awesome we also see kamala we see Kamala, uh, Captain Marvel, and um, Monica Rambeau and their new costumes and new deals. So it looks, those the costume design looks awesome as always is too. So I'm all for it. I don't care what anybody, like you can hate what you hate before you uh, see it. I'm all for this movie. It looks like it's gonna be a lot of fun. And I don't, it, it just, it bothers me. What bothers me the most, it only happens if you really, pay attention and if you if you're a constant listener of the show i've talked about this on multiple episodes how it whenever it involves a female lead character like these idiots don't even wait to see the movie before they start saying something they immediately just start to throw some hate i don't know if they realize it themselves i don't know if i i, I like subconsciously if they're just jumping at the idea that a lead female you know um role in a superhero movie or or a comic book movie sets them off i don't know what's the deal but they immediately come out like i even had somebody in our acmg facebook group he was like pass i'm like damn it's like what is the matter with this film if it was by three guys you barely hear a damn thing i mean you still hear some things but you don't hear as much outcry of hate of prejudged hate. 
it just it just doesn't happen especially if it's a if it's a male white character you don't hear it you do not hear it at all but let it be a female character whether it be a white female or a female of color it's automatically it's automatically bashed and trashed without even seeing a movie not even giving it a chance it it just it boggles me it really boggles me that that happened it, it, it's unfair it is absolutely unfair and it's idiotic and it's one-dimensional minded it is what it is but you know i'm going to see this movie i'm looking forward to this movie i'm hoping this movie will be good but i've liked 95 to almost 98 percent of every marvel film that is out you know in Mar or marvel project for that matter like there's only a rare few that i really say that like i it, i don't think it lived up i mean but it's still even the ones that didn't live up to me weren't extremely terrible they didn't make sense like the thor move the first two thor movies they were good but they were a bore yeah black widow was not that good but it still wasn't that bad either but they were um the inhumans it the, the tv series yeah that didn't live up they really dropped the ball with that one i mean but that's the only ones that i could think of i and don't you dare talk about the incredible hulk because i love the incredible hulk um so i mean it's so funny again how we in our short attention society always forget very quickly about all of the good things that marvel has done and what they're continuing to do let this one be i, I think this is good this has the means to be a really great a really good movie and a really fun movie it doesn't have to, people try to pretentiously look at things like with an oscar microscope not everything's meant to get an oscar and most of those movies that win oscars don't get that much money don't even a lot of people don't even know what the hell what, what movies they are at the time okay let's be real about it if you don't want to watch it don't watch it but don't even comment on it don't even hate on it just don't watch it you really truly and nine chances out of ten every one of those people who are already hating on it aren't gonna pay the money to watch it if you really don't like something don't watch it take it from somebody who hasn't watched wwe television in almost a decade who haven't eaten at chick-fil-a in over a decade who haven't eaten from papa john's in over a decade if you don't like something just stop just stop that's all if you truly don't like something otherwise you're just coming off like somebody who just wants to be heard which means you're probably also somebody who's lonely too and doesn't know how to be socially correct Therapy helps. Last thing I want to mention. <laughs> last thing I want to mention is uh, if you're anime fans and need something new to watch and haven't watched this one yet, might I recommend? And, okay, and you like food, <laughs> might I recommend you to a anime called Toriko, which is finally returning to Hulu in all of its glory. Toriko is a Shonen Jump manga series that is become a anime and it's been out for quite some time hulu had it and funimation had it but it's been an issue with them having the english version for quite some time the japanese version and the original japanese release has been out for quite some time but i've watched the the english version i love the english uh you know cast of this toriko is just awesome toriko is like if i could describe what toriko is for those who like you know I would say if you love food wars if you love dragon ball 
And if you love Fist of the North, well, I wouldn't say Fist of the North Star, but they're going to love this because I feel like Toriko is the birth child. If, if, if Goku and Kenshiro from Fist of the North Star had a kid, it would be this dude. Um, and if you like food wars, you like this too, because it's this fantasy world where everything is a form of food and Toriko is a gourmet hunter with awesome martial arts abilities. He has these techniques that like portray themselves as a fork and knife technique. And he uses those to cut out like different, you know, he can cut up stone. He can cut up like everything, but he goes out and travels the world for spices to create the perfect entree, the perfect menu, if you will. And these guys are traveling around him and another, uh, some other characters travel around this world looking for these new ingredients to create the ultimate menu. But the, the world is built like trees are made of pancakes. Um, there's a whole land of tofu all around. There is, I, I can't like, it's really like you ever, if, if you grew up watching the Tootsie Roll commercial where they sing that song, the Tootsie Roll song and everything turns into a Tootsie Roll, like the trees turn into Tootsie Rolls and boats become Tootsie Rolls or whatever like that. That's Toriko. And so I would not recommend watching this anime without already eating. You will come up hungry after this because everything just looks so damn good. And the fact that everything that they, everything in the world that they can eat is food. It is literally food. So the, you know, he's going around the world, but he's also, you know, this, this evil force that is also trying to stop him from finding these ingredients or whatever. It's, it's crazy, but it's also, it's anime. So it's these quirky type of concepts always work with anime. It is now available on Hulu. I believe there are like 50 episodes or whatever like that in there it was only it didn't like last that long but they're so awesome go out of your way check it out um he is a part like i said he's a part of the shonen um jump universe and in fact if you recall if you watch toonami recently in an episode of one piece there was the special episode that crossed over uh one piece with dragon ball and toriko and toriko was one of the actual characters there i don't and i'm wondering if that was the reason why they brought it back out um, but I love the Toroko series. It is awesome. Go out of your way, check it out. It is on Hulu now if you have it there. So, folks, that will do it for uh what's new in the world of ACMG. We're gonna take a break, come back, and I will talk about Legion of Superheroes, the DC animated uh movie that just came out, and uh we'll give my thoughts right after this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dax Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as... This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, the voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go! Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on Talk Time Live. TalkTomLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTomLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live! This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go! And you are listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Do it. 
And now, it's time for our top topic of the week. Ready? Wait! And, and didn't we, haven't we gone back and forth on the Nin versus the Nin? Yes. Yeah. Well? Only yeah. you have. Only, right, only me. Wait, right. you guys I'm the only one to, who gets it wrong. You didn't have to re-record like 15 episodes saying Shikamaru. 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 Oh my god. Oh my god. I had to really? go back and re-record his name for like 15 episodes. Nice. Yeah. All right. Last question for this round. Okay. Uh Yuri, you take this one. What are the Jinchuriki? It is my hair during COVID. <laughs> folks we're back with our talk topic of the week and it is my review of legion of superheroes which is the latest dc animated film based around what i believe is the rebirth era in the comic book series um if you guys remember they had a long line of animated films which was kind of based on jim lee's new 52 and which was awesome they were all great but now they ended that series and now restarted and rebooted the entire thing over again with new and with a new animation style with a new character design style that looks beautiful love the thick outline look and then on top of that you know everybody appears to be a little bit different a little bit younger in this case much like the comic book series the current comic book series so before we even get there i just put a clip of myself hosting the panel, the Naruto trivia panel with the cast of Naruto, in particular, the Team 7 cast of Naruto as a part of Repop's Metaverse series in 2021. The reason why I did that, because one of the actors involved in this movie is none other than Yuri Lowenthal, AKA Sasuke Uchiha from Naruto, AKA Peter Parker and Spider-Man from the Insomniac series. And I always get a kick out of the idea that you know, I've worked with this guy multiple occasions. <laughs> okay. And this is one of them. And that was just a scene from one of one of my favorite scenes from the uh live stream of our QA of our trivia and asking the question, what are the Jinchurikens? And I just, you know, spontaneously just, you know, gave the answer, gave what I thought was the answer, my appropriate answer. And we had a lot of fun with it. it being around those guys are awesome. It wasn't the first time I was with them. Of course, you guys, if you've been listening, if you, especially if you've been checking out the um, interview I had with Molly, Molly Flanagan, a.k.a. Naruto, we talk about my first video stream experience when I hosted the DreamCon panel with the cast Naruto, that time being nine of the cast members. Yuri was a part of that as well, along with his wife, Tara Platt, um, who also plays in the Insomniac series too. And we just had a great time. He's a great actor. He's just a really cool dude to, uh, to hang with and to be able to work with him on multiple occasions, not believe it or not, not just the, not just the actual, um, panels that I've done, but also I've actually done some graphic work with them too. A while back, I, you know, they were attending a convention a while back and they needed some, you know, uh, promotional content to be done. And, um, I did it for them. I don't think they ever used it because the convention, um, I think didn't happen, but I still got paid for it. So I got paid by, I, you know, get paid by celebrities every so often. So awesome. <laughs> Especially when one of them is one of my favorite web slingers and consider among many as he he's up there with, you know, Tom Holland and, 
Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire. Like people really, his performance as Peter Parker in Spider-Man was so good. He's like the Kevin Conroy. He is Kevin, how can I say this? Kevin Conroy is the Batman as Yuri Longfall is the Sp uh, Peter, um, Peter Parker in Spider-Man. Like he's on that same level. Like people, he's now the definitive voice of Spider-Man and he's played that role and reprise that role in other games too, including Ultimate Alliance 3, as well as uh, Midnight Suns. So people really love him as Spider-Man and it, it really shows, he does an awesome job. But I want to play that clip just to, you know, I, that's my flex <laughs> in this case. And it is so, it was, it's just always awesome to put him in here. And it was awesome to hear that he was uh, playing the role of Mon-El in this movie in a very significant role indeed so much so i will not spoil what happens in this uh movie which i believe is awesome and i enjoyed this so let's talk about the story real quick i'll read off from imdb and then go from there so according to imdb in their story to, uh you know uh, telling and synopsis here uh kara devastated by the loss of krypton struggles to adjust to her new life on earth superman mentors her meanwhile she must she must contend with a mysterious group called the dark circle who searches for a powerful weapon held in the academy's vault so this kind of feels kind of fragmented in a sense it doesn't really explain thoroughly what's going on but i'm here i watched it twice i'll do that for you basically this tells the the, the origin story of how kara left krypton after you know brainiac pretty much killed it and went on to earth to become Supergirl, where she's mentored by her younger cousin, who is no longer young and no longer a kid. Um, you know, he's trying to mentor her on how to do things there, but she's having a hard time adjusting and assimilating to the life to a to what she believes it actually is a more primitive lifestyle in Earth because Krypton was way more advanced than we would ever be in Earth. And she doesn't know how to adjust to, you know, the more meager uh, lifestyle. And Batman, of course, you you know, what I love about these movies is that they're not all focused on Batman this time around. They're really focusing, trying to focus all these movies on other characters. Unlike the new 52 uh, version of the films where you saw so much Batman content and way less focus on the other characters like Green Lantern or The Flash or whatever like that. Only the only time we would see them is when they were actually a part of the Justice League or whatever, but they never had their own standalone deals. These new rebirth films that I like to call them rebirth films, um, they are really doing a great job focusing on other superheroes, and this is no different. So this one is focused on a supergirl, but not only that, but is also introducing us to the Legion of Superheroes in this universe, in this particular version of or telling of it as well thought they did a really good job quickly showing you what happened to her and then also finding a way to get her get us to go through the origin story of the legion of superheroes and bringing the legion of superheroes into this new rebirth universe that they're creating for the animated um for this particular animated uh chapter so i really enjoyed this i like they added a dark circle i love the twisted turns of this film I thought they did a really good job. What I really do love more than anything is the art style and animation. I really enjoyed what I got to see with the animation style 
from the old 52 from the new 52 uh era of the animated series but this new thick outline style this new art style that they're doing with the thick outline and everything giving it a more of a retro type of vibe i immensely enjoy it. it's so beautiful it is arguably more beautiful than the original than the previous uh art style as well it just works it, it it's it, it gives a it gives like a modern day throwback look and a, a a new age classic look if you will to it so i really enjoy the um their art style the acting has always been great like dc has never had any issues with the writing and the performances of their actors and this is no different like you make donnelly who honestly, if you've never seen Meg Donnelly, she could have easily played the live action version of Supergirl. Like she's stupid stunning. Um, you may recognize her from the series American Housewives and some Disney series that she's been a part of as well. Um, you know, I, I was, I used to watch American Housewives. I thought it was really funny. And, um, she, kind of always stood out especially the older she got she really started standing out uh just visually so you could tell disney has a certain preference of people that they hire and she was very disney in, in a lot of ways um but i thought she did tremendously well playing supergirl kara in here and um or kara if you will and this um she seemed to fit right into this harry shum uh, junior who played brainiac five uh did the voice for that and their chemistry together was kind of off again on again <laughs> type of deal they really hated each other. well more or less supergirl hated him along the way because he's a brainiac but didn't realize that he's like a 12th generation uh brainiac and his ideology and his philosophy is way different than the original brainiac that she faced in there which is the brainiac that destroyed their earth and they had to fight against uh, which they are tying this again they're tying this to which i believe is the uh one of the one of the recent movies that had brainiac on air and i don't know if it was i gotta go back and remember if it was superman uh, man of tomorrow or whatever but you know we this wasn't the first time we see brainiac at all but they're tying all this together and there is a connection to all of these films the green lantern film that we've seen as well and the suit the um wonder woman movie that we also seen too when they did the justice society they're all connecting together in some form of fashion and i'm looking forward to it um jensen ackles who plays batman but we also seen him recently of course he's on supernatural and we also seen him recently on the boys he's playing batman again um we got some new characters well matt bomer returns as the flash um robbie damon very interesting here robbie damon plays timberwolf the significance here in this movie whether you know it or not is that we have two spider-mans in one film robbie damon played the um peter parker in spider-man on the disney series of spider-man as well so there's very significant there um jennifer hell also plays alora in here jennifer also if you guys remember she recently played uh Cereza, aka bayonetta the replacement of bayonetta and she did a knockout job in here really goes to show how awesome her her skills are as well um Zeno Robinson played Invisible Kid we've heard, seen him in a few so the casting is like some of the most stellar voice casting out there and of course like I say Yuri plays Monel who plays a very significant role in here of course anybody who's seen Supergirl or 
um watched any of the um anything that involves supergirl and monel you know he plays a significant role how he plays it is his own other thing so without even going deep into this um kara ends up you know going to the future because superman suggested like you know if she wants to feel adjusted being on earth or on an earth that she feels more comfortable with let me take you to the future where technology is way more advanced and people you know it's up to the level of which she was used to from krypton so he used this device to send her there where she can properly train with a bunch of other upstarts you know superhero upstarts as well and get adjusted to that so that's what she did he took her into this portal that took her into the future and you know left her to her own you know means and she started working with people including brainiac who had they had a rough start but then they start to grow to get to know each other and you know she realizes that you know never judge, judge a book by its computer in this case and or well, maybe i shouldn't say that right maybe never judge a chip by its computer that maybe that's a better way of saying it <laughs> but nonetheless the uh i loved everything about it you know the storytelling the writing the dialogue the chemistry all worked together and ended up being a really bit of a twist and turn amongst this whole thing um involving some of the characters so i enjoyed it it's at the end of the day um it's not the i'm not gonna say it's like the best of what i've seen but damn sure it was absolutely a great great fun episode i really enjoyed it everything from the art style to the you know the writing in it it was just really go uh, it's just really worth going out of your way to check out and most of all it was only 9.99 <laughs> which i felt was very interesting um normally they are 19.99 this was available for 9.99 i'm like all for it all right but what i'm really worried about here is that are we going to get the continuation of these movies now that james gunn has taken over and we've heard james, james gunn say before that everything is going to connect in the same fashion that the marvel cinematic universe is and more importantly probably even more like the star wars universe is because if you know about the star wars universe if you're a star wars fan then you know that everything connects right everything you know in terms of narrative and storytelling and, and story and character development everything that happens in a movie gets mentioned on their animated series their comic book series and their video game series all of that connects everything is connected together they've created they've created you know um so much to bring this together john favreau has worked his tail off to try to revitalize the um that universe and now james gunn is looking to do the same rightfully so for the dc universe so i'm wondering like was it 9.99 just to get rid of this because i mean if you guys recall they just recently put shazam fury of the gods out while it's still in theaters which is unheard of i don't know if they're just pushing these out to get rid of them i hope not i hope that they continue to do it and maybe some way connect these together because i'm really enjoying this series so far and it looks like for what i saw i will say this there is an end credit scene in this movie which leads to believe that there are more coming i hope that they do not stop this because i've been enjoying every one of these movies so, you know while not all like top tier you know 
the greatest thing ever. They're just enjoyable animated movies. And uh, they, I've, I, I just hope that he somehow assimilates them to it because that means they're going to have to start over again. And God knows what we're going to get from there. And I'm not saying it's not what we're going to get as bad. It's just, why not just bring this along and do what you got to do? I, I hope, hopefully, hopefully this will continue because it looks like they got more to tell a more story to tell here. So if I'm going to give this a grade, I say I'll give it a B plus. I think it was, it was, um, it was pretty solid. It was a pretty solid movie. I uh, really enjoyed it thoroughly and hope to see more coming from this because I don't know what's coming next. And considering that they're giving these like soft promotions, because honestly, I didn't know that this movie existed or it was coming out now. It was not promoted heavily. It was very well, it was very well, you know, shadow promoted or shadow push. I forgot even how I even found out about it. I think I found out about it maybe from IGN or it just popped up somewhere that it was out. And I just decided like, all right, I'm jumping on this. But uh, definitely if you're a fan, if you've been a fan of all of the DC animated movies, throw this one in your collection too. This is worth getting. So go out of your way, check it out, folks. That will do it for this edition of Talk Time Live. I hope you guys enjoy it. Um, we're leading up. What is this today? The 16th. Got another week or so before the um, release or the premiere of the Guardians of the Galaxy movie, which will be coming out very soon. So stay tuned for that. Uh, we will have another show, of course, coming next week. Uh, God knows where we're going to talk about, but select start will be back i do have some games i want to review there's definitely some things that we're going to talk about uh down the line so i think i'll cover i'm playing right now the kirk the new latest kirby game right now so that maybe that's something i'm gonna you know give my thoughts on and then whatever news that we got from there we're gonna talk about too but stay tuned for all that and much more and again you never know who comes by <laughs> so so if you haven't checked it out go out of your way check it out my interview with sam valley of hyperfocus games if you're a wrestling gaming fan like i am you'll definitely want to check that out because there is another dog in a the fight there's another contender entering the ring and there's reasons to be excited about that project so go out of your way check it out also if you haven't checked it out already go out of your way and uh check out the molly flanagan interview that i had with the one and only voice of naruto and find out what she's doing now and the star of royal crackers as well go out of your way check that out too and uh just also, like literally 40 video interviews that I have right now on TalkTimeLive.com that you could check out. Like no matter what it is, game developers, actors, artists, authors, you name it, it's on air. Plus we got even more, we got them audio and video, but we also got more audio interviews as well of people that I never got a chance to get on video because I started video in 2020, if you will. So it just... It worked out and it's great. And as always, again, it's always great to have these guys on here to learn from and to enjoy what they do and how they create these awesome projects that we enjoy all the time. So go anyway, check it out. If you want, you can check out that and all of our episodes on talktomlive.com where you can find all that content there, our video episodes, our audio episodes, our exclusive media content, and some blog entries out every once in a while that I pop up and do. And there's going to be more coming up leading up to June. June is going to be a absolutely big, big month. I mean, I'm not even just talking about, you know, the video game aspect, but Fan Expo is coming. So I'm going to be covering that too. And they are loading this 
convention up majorly. I mean, I'm talking Marvel, DC, uh, Back to the Future, all this stuff. They got stars beyond stars on top of stars coming to this event. And I uh, cannot wait for this. This is going to be awesome. And who knows who I'm going to be able to see or interview at that time. So stay tuned for that and much, much more. But you can check it out there. But if you want to subscribe and download to your favorite podcast platforms, we're wherever podcasts are played, including Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, TuneIn, Audible, Pocket Cast, Pandora, and of course, Tumblr. Uh, if you go to Tumblr, you type in Talk Time Live, it'll pop up. You can listen, click on that link, that little hyperlink. Uh, if you're on uh, a desktop or laptop, or you can click on the audio player on the app to listen to the show. Gotta say real quick, Tumblr's doing something really weird, or people are doing some weird stuff on Tumblr right now. Like people, they're allowing you to do live stream on Tumblr. And every time you look into that, it's just mostly women, predominantly women, just doing nothing. And people are just viewing it. They're getting mad hits for people. Just I literally just saw for a few seconds because I didn't stay on it. I literally saw a, a woman just go back to sleep and people are just there. It is hilarious. This generation. Okay, I, that's all I'll say about that. But folks, that will do it for me. This is Dak Xavier Josiah saying learn to let go, live life and love all things anime, comics, movies and games. This is ACMG presents Talk Time Live. I am out of here. Take care and have a great week, everybody. Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.